Hi, welcome to Meandering Through the Madness for Where the Boy's At. So this week's episode, we wanted to talk about why men should do yoga. And really, all the reasons are valid for women as well. But in specific, we wanted to focus on men and what they could get out of yoga and possible uh, ways to convince them to give it a try. But we didn't just talk about that. We kind of uh, went off into getting into personal responsibility for your for your body. Also, how grateful we are that people don't smoke indoors very, very much or on planes. And a little bit about sexual stamina and the effects that yoga can have on that. Okay. both were talking about going to get Botox. And of course, my instinctive reaction is, you know, you people can fix this problem <laughs> without any Botox. You don't <laughs> probably just Botox. meditate and stretch and uh, you'll be fine. Yeah. Or get one of those jade rollers. I just got one of yeah. those. But I can't, I can't tell them that because they won't believe that that's possible or think that it's an option. Like they already know about my meditation stuff, right? So, oh, there's Tim again. Yeah. yeah. So there's no point in even bringing it up. You know what I mean? Like it's just not going to work out. Oh, it's funny. I understand that. <laughs> so yeah, my environment is in general not supportive of this stuff. It just all you can do is just hope that they can observe the fact that it works and just leave it at that. That's all you can. Because you can't push on it all the time. No. They don't want it. They won't listen if you do that. So, I learned very, very early on in, in my career that you only teach people who ask. Yeah. <laughs> that was a valuable lesson because you just waste so much energy talking. You could harness that energy and put it into the podcast, you know? So yeah, that's right. Three hours they're trying to them to stretch and meditate, and they think you're, you're oh, there's Tim. That's right. <laughs> Meditation isn't going to fix everything. Well, maybe, maybe but not. But it will. It will. <laughs> but meditation and yoga, I think, could fix your clenched jaw. Absolutely. Breathing, relaxing, you know, all those things. But I mean, if I'm not getting I can't meditate, my brain won't shut off. I'm getting I can't do yoga because I'm not flexible. Yeah, exactly. And we're really but, looking like you're either born strong or you're born flexible. So the people who are born flexible, they work to achieve strength. And the people who are born strong, they work to achieve flexibility. And typically you see this reflect into their, their minds. Like I can be fairly rigid in my mind, so I can be fairly inflexible in my body. Yep. Yeah. So, well, and some of us in specific have really tight areas mm -hmm. for various reasons. Like my, my hips mm -hmm. tend to be tighter. And there's, there can be all, all kinds of reasons for that. It could be because I drive so much even. Mm -hmm. Sitting in a vehicle, pushing on the gas pedal. Mm -hmm. Or it could just be, you know, an uptight personality. <laughs> well, yeah, yoga would say it's both. Because that would be those nerves that you're compressing into those hip joints are the ones that reverberate back into the cortex of your mind that stores emotions around, you know, zero to eight. 
well, why don't we dive right into our topic? Because we're already kind of talking about it. Um, and I just kind of tossed around calling this reasons men should do yoga, but it mm-hmm. could it could be in brackets or any human. Right, exactly. <laughs> but in specifically, if we're going to talk about men, why men should do yoga, the stress buildup. So if, uh, if my boss there has a tight jaw and his jaw is clenched all the time and his job is really stressful, mm-hmm. he can't tell me that, that doesn't have anything to do with it. And I, I get to work early, right? I always show up a little early because I like to get settled in and, you know, do a little bit of paperwork quick before anybody else gets there. He shows up right before we need to start doing stuff. And I see the look on his face. He's tired and worn out. He's like, oh, crap, I'm here again. And then straight in we go, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I just feel like he's not giving his body a chance to recuperate any. I know he goes to the gym, but that's not the same. Well, I see... The, the principles of yoga is to build your mus- muscular structure to a point where you're holding yourself up against gravity in an upright position where the vertebrae of your spine are stacked and your body is very strong and able to support yourself as it should be against gravity. Because what happens is we start hunching forward and that compresses the spines of the, or the vertebrae at the front of the spine, or we start getting curvatures from crossing our legs or from sitting too much. And even if you go to the gym all the time, if you're, I don't know if you've seen some of the guys that really build their shoulders and arms and they mm-hmm. hunch forward. Well, all that weight is compressing onto the chest and yeah. that suppresses the motion in the heart. So, I mean, how healthy, I don't know, you know, I like think yoga is to create space. That out of all the things that's helped me the, a lot with the yoga poses is to open up my chest mm-hmm, yeah. because I, I did a lot of work with my arms. So mm-hmm. like you're talking about being hunched forward, I was all aimed forward mm-hmm. and I couldn't widen my shoulders back. And some of the poses were really uncomfortable, especially when you start trying to do a deep breathing, when you're, <laughs> when you're you know, standing up on all, <laughs> like you said, all you're fighting against is gravity there. Mm-hmm. You're not fighting against it, but gravity is trying to keep you hunched up because that's what you're used to. That's right. But take right shape. there, that, that definitely, if there's stress in your shoulders and, you're, and you are doing uh, any breathing exercises actually is going to help a bit. But. Well, that's right. I, I mean, I, even if you just stretched out your neck every day, because say that guy coming, um, wh- what's happening is he's clenching his jaw and that's constricting the neck muscles. Yeah. Which that contracts against the veins of the jugular that's running the blood up into your brain. And in that, in that pressure, the heart has to beat 10 times faster to try to get that blood up over the brain. Mm-hmm. So you're starving your brain of oxygen, you're restricting blood flow to the brain. So even if you just stretched out, stretched out your neck, I'm sure things would be flowing a little better. Sorry, I get a little passionate about neck stretching. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, come on, people, just stretch out your neck. <laughs> it, it's really a life changer, though, once you start doing it. Yeah, you're no longer compressed against gravity, like from gravity. Like I, I can't even remember now exactly how much it, it how bad it was to be in pain all the time. But I know I was, right? I was hurting all the time. Like my back would be sore or my neck would be hurting or like mm-hmm. right now, like today. So I did a half hour of yoga this morning before I went to work. So I am slightly sore in my lower back from stretching but it's not the same kind of thing. It's not a... It's yoga sore. Yeah. You've done something, but it feels good. You've done something good for it. It's a good sore. So, so there, just that one thing, if uh, guys in specific were to, were to go to yoga or to do yoga, 
and get rid of that stress, then how is that going to affect their work day? Just that one thing. Because mm-hmm. like, let's face it, they, they're, most guys are either work, they're, they're goal oriented, right? They're going to be like, well, why would I bother doing this? What is this going to do for me? It's a big time commitment. I'm going to look stupid. You know, all these reasons why they might not want to do it. But that's a big reason why they should want to do it. Instead of when I get them and they're on their last straw. That's right. Well, I didn't start any of this stuff until I was on my last straw either, though. That's when the buses <laughs> roll in. That's right. I've tried everything else, hippie. You can't help right. me. <laughs> we, usually, we usually figure something out. So I guess that's, that leads us to number two reason. We kind of already talked about it. Improved flexibility and circulation, which removes toxins, improves your immune system because your lymph fluid is going, mm-hmm. uh, reduced risk of injury because your tendons are all stretched out, your connective material is getting roughed up a little bit, so it's healing. I, um, did I cover most of the areas there? Like just removing toxins and improving your immune system has got to be a big deal. Strengthening your heart, yeah. I mean, I, I think we should be clear too. I mean, not, I don't know if we need to, I'm big on breath centered yoga. Mm-hmm. So when you're creating strength from the inside and learning to become one with your body. So in my own, in my own perspective, I mean, not all yoga classes are created equal. Yeah. We're not talking hot yoga here. Yeah. There we go. Thanks buddy. <laughs> we're, we're talking stretching and breathing. That's it. It's not like power where you're doing, you know, because I mean, a lot of men like that, the power yoga, but it's well, the power. And some of the stuff that I do, because the, the one girl I follow on YouTube, she mixes it up. So she'll have basically a stretching routine one day and the next day it'll be a little bit of kind of cardio, like a lot perfect. of sun salutations. Yeah, perfect. And then, and then she'll do uh, one that's designed to lead you to handstands eventually. Mm-hmm. And then she'll be back to... Uh, I think every Sunday she does a meditation one. So it's it's a mix of hard and soft, um, yeah. which I think, like you said, like I'm, I'm interested in a little bit of, you know, muscle building and stuff too. So okay. that, that works for me. Yeah. And I think a person, I mean, I recommend all the time being able to move fast, slow, use power, find peace in it all, find center in it all. So, but to make sure that it's not just power, that there is some right. softening. Yeah. Well, that so I had point three is sculpt tone and build muscles, is specific specific to what a what a lot of guys are aiming at. But what I want to add to that because they're normally going to the gym like we already talked about mm-hmm. if they're doing anything, but they typically ignore their core and their back muscles. Mm-hmm. Arms and legs. They're, they're like <laughs> arms, legs, and and uh, and when I say back muscles, like yeah, they do squats and stuff that targets the back, but. Uh, not the core back muscles. I guess Fine, the core muscles really, muscles. right? Yeah. And then if you don't ever stretch out all the way, uh, like a lot of people have trouble with their shoulder blades and stuff. Mm-hmm. And those muscles there, they're all tight and clenched up. And I'm Sorry. Go ahead. A lot of bodybuilders that lose feeling into their fingers. Oh, yeah. Because the muscles have become so big, it actually compresses the nerves. There, I, I was on uh, one job where... I had a couple guys who were all beefed up from going to the gym all the time. Like they were, uh, they looked excessively muscled. Let's put it that way. And that particular day we had to tighten a lot of bolts and that wasn't their normal job. So I just sent them over to help the other guys. Cause I didn't really have anything else for those two guys to do that day. 
just to help the guys that were working on these on these bolts all day. And they worked there all day. And the next morning, I still didn't have a lot for them to do. And I said, well, I might have to send you over there again with, with that crew. And the one guy said, can you please not send us over there? Because my arms are just worn right out from doing that yesterday. My elbows hurt so bad, I can barely even lift my hands. Yeah, and I was thinking, you've got to be yeah. kidding me. Like you are, yeah. you're the toughest looking guy here and you can't even run a couple little tiny wrenches all day. Those big muscles are squeezing the little muscles. Yeah. No length. Like exactly. Length. I know bulk is sexy if you ask the media, but lean, strong muscles is what we're after in my world. But you could have both. To an extent. Like I mean, you, you can't could, get that like beefy, beefy where everything is tight and lumpy. I don't know. I think I think if you were to be going to the gym and also doing yoga, yeah, you might get a better result out of the two, because it's yeah. it's the stretching out and uh, just the different poses in the core muscles that you work, as well as building muscle. I've worked with a lot of athletes over the years, and I've always asked them to look at the yoga that we're doing as a thank you to their body, so like a place to create space so they can do their their choice of sport better. So I think, yeah, bodybuilding would probably work that way. That deep space of body awareness. I think, what about reduced risk of injury? Like, do you think that would... Of course. I know just recently there, I hurt my knee at work a little bit. Mm-hmm. You remember, I, I mm-hmm. gave you a couple texts about that. Just because I didn't understand how the inside of the knee worked well enough. Um, and after texting with you a little bit, I realized I needed to rest it first of all. So I did, I did take some time off from uh, my regular yoga routine mm-hmm. and I was just trying to take it easier, not as much hiking, et cetera. But now because of that injury, I've realized that I was doing a couple of the poses wrong as far as knees go. So mm-hmm. I've been paying a little better attention to that. I think all along I was uh, just putting a little too much force on the, on the knee joint. On the knee joint. Stacking the joints is imperative. Yeah. Because what happens if your knee is ahead of your ankle, you compress the bone. So you make denser bones in the, in the shins. You want nice, even, compact bones. So ankle always directly beneath the knee or ahead to keep that structure, that nice. Because the bones, if you're always stepping like on your tippy toes, it'll make for a very dense front bone in the shin and a very weak backbone. It's the tibia and the fibia. That um, those weak bones are what tend to develop osteoporosis. Well, one thing I, I learned that I that totally unexpected. So after that knee injury, mm-hmm. and then I went back to work and I had to sit at a desk for about four hours. And I realized I was sitting in a position that was putting stress on my knee. Like I was leaning forward. I was lean over my keyboard. <laughs> and the way I was leaning and I had my leg, my left leg kind of cranked up a little bit. Yeah. And that could have been... A repetitive stress injury Mm -hmm. that led to the whole problem. Mm -hmm. It's simple. And that's the thing. It's the repetitive motions that we make depending on the jobs that we do. Yeah, we're not very mindful about what we're doing when we're at work to our bodies. We might be be extremely focused and and aware of uh, the actual job tasks, or we might not be. But we're definitely not paying attention to how we're leaning or standing or... I know a lot of people have standing desks these days, but then same thing. You could be standing funny all day instead of sitting funny. Shifting your weight to the right (laughs) or shifting. Yeah. Are you balanced? (laughs) You have to to lean 
to the left as much as you leaned to the right. I have a, I don't use an office chair. Chairs are hard for me. If I had to be in a chair all day, it'd be awful. Mm. Well, that was most of my points uh, aimed at men. I only had one left, really. And that was, uh, if you're one of those guys that has trouble meeting people, I think a yoga class would be pretty good for that. Yeah, everybody's usually pretty friendly. Like, especially if you have trouble meeting women. Yeah. I don't know where you could find more women collected in one place and no, and very few guys. It's, it's like a, it's like a, almost a no lose situation, and you're going to be forced to talk to them. Simon was like a prince in yoga class. <laughs> yeah. Of course, that that opportunity was totally wasted on an old old married dude like me, but. <laughs> uh, yeah it's i think everyone should do yoga their own kind of yoga though like find something that suits them and don't just quit after just the first class if you find something and it, it was awful um yoga teachers are like ice cream flavors it's like a singer you gotta you gotta find someone that you that you jive with yeah that definitely sounds true to me i tried three or four different things before uh because I've been limited mostly to videos, podcasts, and uh, books. Mm-hmm. Just because I'm a lot of the time I, I can't attend a regular class, so I've tried quite a few things. And I even I specifically started out with warrior yoga because that that was more attractive to me as a guy. I thought at first, <laughs> but then I found out that it was just he was kind of missing the point that I wanted to get to. He wasn't he wasn't focusing on flexibility enough. It was all strength. It was all strength, yeah, and a lot of aerobic type stuff, and you know, like basically, I was sweating pretty hard, and uh, which is fine at times, but I guess uh, we we could look at it from the other point of view. What are the risks of not doing yoga? So say, say, uh, or or any actually, let's let's narrow it right down. Not only is this person, this theoretical person, that's about forty right now or thirty not going to do any yoga, but they're also not going to the gym. They're uh, not doing any stretching. You know, they're just going to Netflix it out. So what are the risks to that? Your lymph system doesn't have a pump of its own. So if you are not moving your body, your lymph, which is like, for those people who don't know, it's like the, the garbage disposal system of your body. It takes all the old cells where it needs to go. It drains everything. And uh, yeah. It, you need to move in order to same with like the getting the blood back up into your heart from your legs. That's all so, movement, muscle contraction. So what you're talking about is basically, basically in a few years having trouble being able to put your own shoes on. Yeah. Or you're holding tension there so long that blood, like your muscles are so tight that blood can't get in there and things start deteriorating. Yeah. You're talking about needing a walker. That's right. <laughs> or you've had so many, you know, like the oxygenation of the mind at the very least. Yeah. At the very least. Yeah. So you can not only are you not enjoying Netflix or video games anymore as much because your brain isn't working right. That's right. All that stress that you're holding in your shoulders, restricting the blood flow to your brain. And then depending on where you're like, especially video games, you're continuously rapid firing into the same cortex of the brain. And eventually those consistent rapid fires with no lubrication deteriorate the great matter. So, I mean, like you're literally, but when you can oxygenate the brain and you can bring, you actually rebuild gray matter, you rebuild your brain. If that's not magical, I don't know what it is. <laughs> that's why I think 
Like, so people say, well, I can't do yoga. And we might be talking about somebody that's 20, 30, 40, it doesn't matter. At any, any period in your life, I think you could start and gain a lot from it. I have Patsy. She's years old. She comes every week on Wednesday. She's amazing. She's a three-year-old little woman. <laughs> she always comes with red lipstick on, too. She's sassy. I like her. Oh, she's yeah. spicy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's lovely. So, so I think the risks of not doing yoga is getting old fast. Or faster than you need to, anyway. Yeah, your cells break down. And I mean, I know a lot of people. Oh, I work. I work outside, or I work, or I have a physical job. And I think that that's um, even more reason to stretch, because if you are predominantly right-handed or left-handed, you're overusing that side of the body, mm-hmm. which tends to tighten up your non-dominant side. So then, when you're constantly have like your left shoulder squeezing in on your body, eventually that's going to pull your spine crooked. I've worked around a lot of a lot of construction type jobs and lots of running equipment and et cetera. And that includes uh, driving, driving vehicles. Like all of these things are designed to be run off balance. It doesn't matter if we're talking about a shovel or a truck or an excavator or whatever. You're always aimed. Like if you're talking about driving your, your truck and you have, and you can't use cruise control, that means your foot is pushing Mm-hmm. on the you're gas pedal and that's that? your right foot you can't use your left foot for that okay. so there's no balance at all you might have a gear shift or you might not but either way one arm is basically trapped by the door the other arm has to do all the other things mm-hmm. so you're always focused on your right side then let's you know if you're if you're one of these people that works outside um, almost anything you do like you say you're going to be using your dominant hand mm-hmm. all your tools might be designed for your dominant hand mm-hmm. And you're constantly focusing on that side of the body. And uh, yeah, so you might be getting lots of cardio if you work outside. But no space in your muscular system. Yeah. And sure, you might be in better shape than having done nothing at all. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't, you know, like you said, self-care for your body. I think, I feel like so many people, like we were talking earlier about uh, people that think, go straight for the medication, go for the Botox shots or whatever to fix things. The hip People feel like everything that they can do for their body is outside of themselves and they have, they cannot do things on their own. It's easy that way. I guess you just pay somebody and they do it. Or you don't have to be accountable for doing the wrong thing. Yeah. But like say you can pay for a massage therapist or a chiropractor. That's right. But they never fix it all the way. No. <laughs> Just like, you know. They do their best. You have to do the work. It's like anything else. You go to a therapist for your mental health. They give you homework. You have to do the work to get where you're trying to go. Same thing with the body. You can go to a chiropractor, massage therapist. There's still work to be done to be able to get the body structured. Because, I mean, you go to the chiropractor, then you go back to doing your dominant job, like your right dominant job. It's going to take no time at all for it to pull the spine out of place. And like everything in your body is connected. The muscles in your neck and shoulders are connected to the muscles in your feet. So you could have an injury in your shoulder that shows up as pain in your foot. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, to take accountability for, I mean, lower back issues, but if you have a, a large rounded abdomen, 
the gravity is going to pull on the abdomen and draw the lower back forward, which is going to tilt the, the hips backwards, which compresses the sciatic nerve. And it's all just gravity and muscle structure. Yeah, we didn't. There's one more, one more thing that we never covered specifically for guys. Uh, sexual stamina. So if we're talking uh, needing medication for that, there's more than one reason why you might be having troubles. And having a big gut in the front is, is the biggest one, I think. But that's maybe beyond the scope of just yoga. <laughs> yeah, I was like, we're busting into a whole. We just hit the second chakra. <laughs> we just hit the second chakra. But in general, if, you, if all your body is, uh, if your circulation is working great, like or better than it is now. Like if you improve your circulation and you oxygenate everything, it's got to help that. Has to, right? Well, yeah. But I mean, I don't know. Like I mean, I'm yogi, so I study a lot of tantra. Mm-hmm. So it'd be it's different. <laughs> um, but yes, and you would notice like you. If you've lost your libido, you would notice an increase in your libido just by taking care of the physical body. I feel like people should at least explore the idea that they can do some of these things, that these are things that they, that they are able to affect somewhat. And everybody's in a different spot, so everybody can't do the same. Their bodies just can't do certain things sometimes. They might, uh, no, we, you know, I'm, I'm in relatively good do. shape. So I can attempt to try mm-hmm. all kinds of poses and maybe other people aren't in that position right now, but. Even if you sit there and clap your hands in the rhythm with your breath, if that's all you can do to bring motion to your body is clap your hands or um, it can be simple and eventually it grows. It gets deeper and deeper and deeper. Mm-hmm. And we talked about it before in the first podcast, I was 350 pounds the first time I climbed on the mat and, and it just, it changes shape. Well, you have to be willing to suck at it, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> that that's got to be have been that had to have been a little limiting. Oh yeah, getting in the car was limiting. Finding clothes, like I am so much more clothes horse now, because I was limited to like two types of stores. Yeah, I suppose. And then the like the just the weight on the joint, and it takes an absorbent amount of energy to move that weight around. So my heart's working double time, right? Yeah. Anybody that's got knee problems definitely doesn't want to be packing extra weight. No. So, and then the activities you do wear you out quicker. So your experience was that yoga in specific helped you with that problem? Uh, No, meditation too. I had to get over myself mentally or the weight never would have come off. Mm -hmm. You have to let go of the things that are holding you back mentally as well as physically. And they almost started working simultaneously. The stronger I got mentally, the stronger I got physically. And I mean, this is all written in yoga books. That's the point. The stronger I got physically, the stronger I got mentally. And then my energy got better because I was, you have higher frequency energy. Mm-hmm. For one, it's not trying to vibrate through all the fat that I was carrying. My heart isn't working as hard to move blood. Like my blood was thick, so that even slows your energy. I don't know if it's the case all the time, but it it feels to me like uh, carrying a lot of extra weight is somewhere to put your emotions so that you don't have to feel them. 
for some people it is, I think it's yeah. like a, like a, like a barrier between you and your feelings sort of. Or it could be exterior people protecting themselves from what's going yeah. on around them, or it could be, you know, wanting to hide or afraid to be their healthiest self. I mean, for me, like I had a, I don't know. I think I was trying to hide a part of my body to not appear attractive just from previous sexual trauma. Make yourself unavailable. That's right. Hide. So there can be a billion reasons, thyroid issues. I don't know. Well, it's definitely not a simple problem to tackle. No. I mean, I have met also some people who were just born to be big. (laughs) And they are happy and vibrate high. Like, I don't know. They seem quite healthy and happy with their life. And I mean, and that's the thing is, is gratitude and happiness. Eat the cake. I'm not saying don't eat the cake. Don't just eat kale. <laughs> Definitely don't just eat kale unless you love kale. That's yucky. Like, we're here to <laughs> eat cake. <laughs> right before the show, I ate half a Buster Bar. <laughs> Delightful. <laughs> Chocolate and peanuts. <laughs> like... And that's the thing, too, is to allow yoga to be pleasurable, to bring pleasure to your life. Yeah, that's one thing I didn't put on this list is have fun. Have fun. But uh, try something new and you might like it. I have this lovely couple. I love them so much. And um, they've been coming to private yoga now for about a year, two years almost. And at first the wife drug him and then now he knows he needs it. And he packs the yoga mats in the morning. I always love yoga date nights. I do a lot of yoga date nights. And it's beautiful to watch a, a couple practice together. Especially when you can get them breathing in sync. Mm. And it's just not them and their problems. It's just two people in a room with themselves. and But still together supporting each other and just present. No, they're, my, they're my favorite. I love watching those two practice together. And then they jumped on the... they actually both readers of our book. And... Uh, have jumped on the meditation bandwagon. Well, that's inspiring to hear. Yeah. I don't feel like a lot of, a lot of couples support each other in, in things like that. At least you don't hear about it very often. They should. Why aren't, why aren't couples supporting each other? Like it's such cool things happen. It seems like a lot of people, uh, one out of the couple will be more supportive and the other one will be, not and I don't know why that is, but but you're right. It could be great if 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 they were both on board with activities like that. Yeah, I've seen. I've had couples hire me for Valentine's Day, and that's their they want to practice together. Hmm. And they're both in. Like it's not like the guy isn't sitting there looking like someone drug him by his ear or anything like that. Like they both chose to to come together. That sounds like a really cool experience. It is. Sometimes I get a little misty. I'm not going to lie. Sometimes <laughs> it's like, this is beautiful. It's, mm. and, yeah. So, and maybe that's what, you know, yeah. Very grateful to those men that have surrendered to their wife's idea and ended up loving yoga. Well, maybe eventually I'll drag Nicole down there. Yeah. <laughs> and she might like it. Yeah. And then there was this one, this one couple that came together and then she, I don't know if she didn't I don't know if she didn't dig my style or what was going on, but the husband kept coming, but she stopped and the husband and the daughter kept coming. Mm. So it goes back to like what I said before is yoga teachers are like ice cream flavors and you have to resonate. If you're at a yoga class and the whole thing you're just praying for death the whole time, that's not your yoga class. You gotta find something that makes you you know, but I mean it's hard enough to get them 
out there to just the one, I guess. Yeah. And there's no such thing as advanced yoga. <laughs> uh, as a witch, sorry? Advanced yoga. Oh, advanced. You know, don't get swept up. I love a beginner's class. If I'm traveling, I never go to advanced class. I only ever go to a beginner's class. There seems to be more humility in it and more presence. Well, what, I, what I've tried of, of the advanced, in quotation marks, class <laughs> scares me because they're, they're always, okay, we're going to do this, this, this. Okay, headstand. Well, you have to, I don't want to do that right now. I might fall over. And <laughs> well, you have to build those muscles. I'm I got capable real, of doing a headstand, but... I got into a real headstand kick there about four years back. Like, I was, that was my pose. I was going to do that pose. And it took me a long time to get my muscle structure to a point where I could do it very effectively. So if it's like your third yoga class and someone wants to pop you into a headstand, just go to the beginner's class. And that's the thing. Like, I don't know. Even if you just touch your toes in the morning and take seven deep breaths, consider yourself a yogi. Yeah, you don't have to go straight to the wheel pose either. No. I don't know. I have this one lady where swiveling her hips in the kitchen, like making circles with her hips. Mm-hmm. We started there. Eventually, we made enough room in her hips where we could hinge forward. And eventually, we made enough room hinging forward that we could, you know, go deeper. And, and we got there. But it's like anything else, you, just, you know, one step at a time. So I guess that should be encouraging to some of these people, especially the guys who think that they're not flexible enough to do yoga. Well, you go to yoga to be more flexible. There's so no gate. Yeah, okay. you can start anywhere to get there. And if someone's telling you you're not flexible enough, you're in the wrong yoga class. Like if you walk into a yoga class and it's you know just expectations and coolness, like it's not what it's about. Yeah, say you wanted to learn to ski. So you quickly watched a video of some person doing stunts, flipping forth and back and doing jumps on skis with no poles, short skis. The damn cover of Yoga Journal, blonde yeah. lady's head straight up her butt. You know? That's right. Doing a wheel pose on a, on a, on a ledge by a cliff. Yeah. <laughs> Feeding a shark, but she's so zen. You know? No wonder people think they can't do yoga. Well, you, if you wanted to learn to ski, you wouldn't worry about the fact that you can't ski like that stunt skier That's or right. be in the Olympics yet. You would just start at the beginning. I think, though, a lot of people have guilt and shame to the space that they've allowed their body to get to. So even just going in there and having to be physically present with their body, uh, the idea of that is it, really hard. And you, you have to mm-hmm. overcome it. And I've had people, they, they show up. Before class, once the class fills up, they don't want to come. Kyle, I'm going to try next week. Okay, buddy, try next week. You can do it. Sometimes just getting into the class has been someone's biggest yoga pose of finding presence. But they showed up. That's how I trick myself all the time is just, like, I don't say, okay, I'm going to get up early and I'm going to do yoga. What I do is I put the mat out the night before, and then when I get up, I have to step on it to get away from the bed. (laughs) And and then I'm like, oh yeah, that's there. Okay, well, I guess I might as well start at least. So like, I always play that trick on myself where I just have to start. I don't have any goals. And then once you're there, then you kind of have to continue. Well, you don't have to, but you're more likely to. 
And that's really like that's advanced yoga. <laughs> it really is. When you can stand on your own mat and not have someone telling you what to do and you can go into your own body, find the tension and figure out how to let it go. I mean, it's one thing to surrender to a teacher that has its own mental Mm -hmm. own mental tests and limitations and you get to know yourself mentally when you can surrender like that to someone giving you direction but when you can actually create the space within your body yourself and know where to go and know your physical body well enough that's advanced yoga no certificate needed it's a personal thing and i know people who have 500 hours and they don't you know it's it's a you can feel it you can feel it when when someone can get into that space you know yourself well Physically, mentally, emotionally. Advanced yoga. <laughs> no headstand. Yeah, I, uh, that's the thing. As I'm Right now, I've put uh, headstands, handstands, and wheel poses on hold. I did try them all briefly. And <laughs> then I realized that there's parts of my body that just are not ready to do that. Like, I can do it, yeah. but it's risky. And, so and I want to build up my way to that, to that. Go ahead. That's brilliant. Because that's my problem with extraordinarily hot yoga is that people have, like the word yoga translated means yoke or union, which is to bring presence into the physical body. So to unite the mind, the body, and the spirit. And when someone passes away at yoga, (laughs) to me, that is the ultimate in disunion. (laughs) Mm. So if you're hurting yourself or if it's, yeah, don't just wait. Don't push yourself to the point. I mean, everybody's, most people are good at pushing. Mm-hmm. Push through life, push. Or you're either a pusher or a, a not mover. That's me. I could grow mold. And you you know that being my friend. <laughs> Come on, Kyla. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and this is me motivated for the love of <laughs> Could you imagine? Yeah. That's most people. Okay, I, don't I, think think, I don't think it's unusual. There's the people who can't stop just because their mind's racing. And then there's the people who just can't go. And I would, I think that those people who like are like a mile a minute, they would really love that fast power yoga because it would appeal to keeping up with their mind. But what they would require would be slow yoga. Mm -hmm. And for people like me who are a little bit lumpy, she'd probably have some cardio involved in life (laughs) (laughs) and could probably benefit from that quicker yoga. And I do. I do. I benefit. It makes a big difference in my life. I prefer the slow, slow flop around yoga, but um, definitely need to implement that power yoga to get my energy flowing, my nervous system going, my blood pumping. That all speeds up your frequency. If your molecules of your blood are moving quickly through your body, you're going to vibrate at a higher frequency. Mm -hmm. And if you vibrate at a higher frequency, you attract higher frequency things. So if that isn't motivation for men to do yoga to attract higher frequency things. <laughs> not most of them <clears throat> they no. don't think of it in those terms but uh it is what they actually want i think do you think so Some i don't know what men want well they want the same things all people want love and acceptance yeah all those things they want to feel like they matter yeah but it's hard i think because they this is a layered conversation mm-hmm. because I mean, we're really getting into the idea of man and the idea of woman because I mean, the Western idea of man is, <laughs> is different from even other parts of the world. 
Well, I think we can agree that these days the, the lines are blurred a little bit more than they used to be. Yeah. Uh, like when I was growing up, the man was the person that went out, got the money, did all the work, came back, and basically sat around. <laughs> that was it. That was what a man was, more or less, right? And maybe they did things like drink beer with the guys or, or mow the lawn or, you know. But uh, they, didn't see, they weren't expected to have any other goals, really. That was, that was their job. Just do that. Just do your job so you can sit on the couch. Yeah. And drink your beer. Boy, I wonder what makes a person want more. Because I'd like to say a man, but like, that seems so like, then what? You just ride it out until you die? Same thing, well, go to job, come home, drink beer, eat supper. That's that's literally what my dad did, except for he, he went straight to vodka, skipped the beer. Uh, but, uh, you know. I just, because like when we say feminine, it's that nurturing energy. I was at a, a fair this weekend with the book, and uh, I don't know if I'll be doing any more fairs with the book. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard. I'll send you, I got this meme, and it's of three kiosks at a spiritual fair. And the first kiosk is past life readings and this huge line. The middle kiosk is meditation with this girl with a sign that says, present moment, anyone? And the third kiosk is future readings with this huge line. It was legit. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it was? That's how it was. But the, the psychic doing future readings, she's just rifling people through there. <laughs> Yeah, I sold I sold a few, but uh, meditation is definitely not as popular. Anyway, I got a little sidetracked. I met this guy, <laughs> and uh, he came with this little woman. He was an older gentleman, and he sits down. And it turned out that this man was ninety years old, and he still drove. And the woman that he was with was his former wife's. A good friend so they were a couple and they were all good friends and then he had lost his wife and she had lost her husband and he still goes once a week to make sure that she gets out and has someone to take care of her so beautiful man he is a nurse for 30 years in the military um not a wrinkle on his face tim and a full head of hair with color and it wasn't dyed and so i mean you meet a person like this and he smiled and he just lit up he said i he put on his 90th birthday party, which happened to be about a week ago, and he did half of the food himself, and he stayed up till three in the morning dancing the jive. Hmm. So, yeah, you meet some of that, and I was like, all right, sir, what's the answer? What can you give me about, you know, this beautiful life that you've lived? Because he's still, he's still got a lot of spunk in him. That man's going to make it to 110, I swear. And uh, he said, my dear, live dangerously. So that's it. So basically, he says yes to life. He says yes to life, and it shows. Not a wrinkle, Tim, and a full head of hair. And he's military. Like, it's not like he had an easy go or it was just an office. He was a nurse in the military. He did a bunch of tours and a lot of heart. He had so much heart, even just taking care of his friend's wife and making sure and he, she's getting the stimulation he needs. He, he, he takes great care in others. So that's yoga. You know, like that's a, that's what we were talking about earlier, like the shaman, you know, mm -hmm. it just looks a little different. And I loved that he said, live dangerously, say yes to life, kiddo. I think <laughs> that that gets back to people have to believe that they can 
-hmm. They have to accept, like, it's not a matter of belief coming from somewhere else. You have to accept the idea that you can make a difference in your own life and other people's lives. And if you can't accept that, you're not going to try. And then you have to say yes to things instead of no. Mm -hmm. I know it's easier to say, I'm tired. I'm just going to sit here. It's definitely easier to do that. Yeah, it's easier to go to the psychic or the past life reader and learn to meditate. But then you have all your answers. Just like if you, you know, if you do, if you teach yourself yoga, you, you know, it's always there. You know how. Empower yourself. Well, maybe we should recap a little bit. I have a quick uh, question before we do. Sure. Do men gather? Like, what do you think about like conscious groups for men? Sounds some, like something that probably won't happen where I live. <laughs> Fair enough. But in the city, I guess. Hey? Yeah. Hmm. It feels like that's something that is a great idea, but it, you need a fairly large population group to find anybody that would be interested in showing up. <laughs> I understand. Did, do you, were you like, did you find yourself getting more emotional the more yoga you did? I'm just a really emotional person already. Yeah. I don't know how I could get more emotional. <laughs> no. That's a scary thought. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to hold it together. No. <laughs> Fair enough. But the meditation made that stronger. Did it help I you guess, all- allocate your emotions a little bit better, I guess? Like, understand your emotions a little bit better? To always be aware when I'm feeling them, or more more aware. Yeah. They were, they were always really strong. I just didn't know how strong they were, if that makes any sense. It's just like parts of your body that you aren't aware of maybe all the time, and then suddenly you become aware that they're there and that they have pain or whatever. Those emotions were always like that, too. They were there and really strong. Mm-hmm. But I guess um, now I can feel more variations in it mm-hmm. and maybe understand why they're popping up a little bit. I don't understand it totally, but mm. but yeah, I'm, I'm the guy that cries for an exciting movie or for a sad movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. Gratitude, sadness, <laughs> I'm crying. <laughs> I tear up all the time. Some things are so beautiful. Some things are so sad. <laughs> you just got to ride it That's out. Right. <laughs> so we're recapping. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, maybe we'll, uh, maybe Mahid and I will have to get together and talk about, uh, talk about groups of men. I would love to hear you guys talk about that. All right. Am I might not invite except my girl. I can't, I'm dressing <laughs> up. I have Kyle, just so I can be nosy. Kyle. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Hey, now you, now you explained how, how exactly and get this group of, in quotation marks, men together. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Me dressed like a dude. Spying on the group, trying to see how men talk about their feelings. Okay, let's recap. Reasons men should do yoga, or any human should do yoga. Mm-hmm. Reduce stress buildup. Improve flexibility and circulation. Remove toxins, which will improve your immune system. Uh, Sculpt, tone, or build muscles, especially the core muscles. Reduce risk of injury. And then, of course, the number one reason, pick up chicks. (laughs) (laughs) It was the summer. uh, If we had five firefighters 
show up to class so the class is already full and five firefighters from the fire base in Rocky showed up <laughs> never seen a bunch of women make space so fast <laughs> <laughs> we had we had 15 people crammed I like little studios like I like small spaces and uh yeah those ladies we had 15 people in my studio and usually I like to cap it around 10 or 11 just so everybody has a room you weren't going to kick the firefighters out, though. No, those, no, they, I left it to the <laughs> ladies, too, right? So I just, I like to see what happens. I like to see what groups of people will do. I'm not really bossy. I'll tell them where to go. Um, but I'm also very big on this yoga is yours. Like, mm-hmm. follow your body, know your body. Don't do something that I'm telling you to do if it hurts. Own, own, own the responsibility for your body. And don't just be like, oh, I ripped off my arm because Kyla told me to do something I couldn't, you know. (laughs) So anyway, these firefighters showed up and the students themselves made room and shared props. And I was really proud. Like, I was like, I wasn't going to ask them to squish like sardines in there. Mm. And the students made the choice on their own. And that's the thing. Like, there is no, in in our classroom, uh, we're in it together. I might be directing us, like picking the directions, but uh, they're definitely teaching me as much as I'm teaching them. We're just a bunch of people in a room stretching. Mm-hmm. So let's recap the risks of not doing yoga. You'll die. Getting old fast. <laughs> <laughs> Needing a walker sooner. That's right. Having trouble putting on your shoes. That's right. Do you want dementia? <laughs> That's right. Like you, you might get it anyway. Like this is just a potential risk of not doing yoga. You're just lowering the, you're just helping yourself out a bit. That's right. right. But I think the, the bottom line is potentially dying younger and spending less time with your grandkids or kids or friends. Yeah. I think you brought impotence up earlier. Oh yeah. I did bring that up too. Yeah. (laughs) That's a potential risk of not doing yoga. It really is. is. It really is. I, I feel like nobody is facing the facts that choices that we make can cause impotence. Really? Yeah, choices that we make can cause no impotence. One's For that. instance, I think it's uh, happening. Just eating fried chicken every day of your life, impotence. That's right. Right? You're not going to get it up if all you do is eat chicken every day, fried chicken. And I, I don't know. I I feel like. No one is discussing the fact that 30 extra pounds on your middle means yeah, no fun in the bedroom. Okay. There's, I guess there's pills for that. <laughs> which, there is pills which, for it, yes. Which like, puts pills. more stress on your heart. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is getting bad. Oh. That's, a talk, that's, a, that's a subject for another day. I'd love to. I'd love to hit <laughs> the subject of the major causes of impotence. Thank us, yoga has a whole bunch of whole bunch of things to say. We're gonna have to pick on women first. Yeah, <laughs> like the overactive throat chakra and the crazy connections of the mind. Maybe. Yeah. Peep 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 peep. peep. We're communicators. On average, men use 30,000 words less a day than women just because when we were cave people, y'all just did the hunting, so you had to be quieter. That may be true. It sounds <laughs> like wanna... one of those things that uh, is not socially acceptable <laughs> to say. <laughs> really? <laughs> well, you know what I mean these days. Um, 
to say that there's a difference between men and women is a no-no. You know what I mean? Everyone wants understand. to think that everybody is exactly equal, which well, is obviously not true because... We are in value, but not in... We're not all cookie cutters. Like, I know very masculine women and very feminine men. But on average, I guess, you know, like women talk more. Yeah, there's obviously indisputable facts that, that mean there's differences. We've been, yeah, we've been conditioned differently. And some of these conditionings take a long time to get out. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, I live on, on my own with the boys. And I provide for us financially. So, like, that typical masculine role. And then do the feminine duties, too. So, I don't know. Yeah, it, it's not as clear-cut as it, as it used to seem like it was. Mm-hmm. Times change. You know, I watched a video uh, for another podcast that I'm taking part in. Part of our homework was we watched this video ahead of time, which was, uh, it was from 1950s television. Yeah. It was 1950s. So this reporter was interviewing this famous architect. But all I could notice was the reporter, or the, the, the guy doing the interviewing, never stopped smoking the entire time. And he was very forceful and like in the guy's face too and blowing smoke on him. Like, you know, th- things change so much over time. Um, things that were totally accepted as the way, the status quo in that era where everybody smoked everywhere all the time, at least if you were a guy. And I don't think it was so common for women to be smoking at that time. But uh, now, <laughs> what would hospital? happen if you saw somebody <laughs> smoking, doing the new, like the news <laughs> reported smoking? <laughs> it would have to be a spoof. Like it wouldn't be a real thing. We used to smoke inside. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I remember walking through the mall smoking. <laughs> On airplanes? Could you imagine how awful that would be? <laughs> Hundred people smoking on a plane. Oh, that's so bad. <laughs> Mine's the hospitals. That's cool. Just have a baby. Just yeah. Put the ashtray right on the baby. <laughs> <laughs> no car seats. Like, oh, it's funny. So times <laughs> change. Like we're talking about something that people think is basically the devil now. Smoking, right? <laughs> like you can't smoke, like you said, inside or in somebody's house or. There's all these things, there's rules all over the place about smoking that we didn't used to have. But back then, everybody thought that that's just the way things were. You just smoke. You, know, you smoke everywhere. <laughs> so we can only hope that uh, 20, 30 years from now. Everybody's just meditating and doing yoga. Yeah. Fair Guys, enough. women, doesn't matter. No. I got a picture of me in a diaper smoking. <laughs> yeah, I think somewhere... I don't know. Maybe they never took a picture of it, but I used to steal my dad's rolling papers and make dirt cigarettes when I was like three. I recall doing that. So That's funny. You know, if you roll up a dirt cigarette and you tip it, all the dirt comes out. It's like you're ashing. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. I'm so glad I was never on a plane full of smoke. So we recapped. Good to go. Yeah, we should probably wrap it up here, I guess. Um, you know what we still haven't done is we haven't made a dedicated email for anybody to get hold of us. We should really do that. I did make a dedicated email because I had to when I made a YouTube account. Okay. Let me do some research and retract it and I'll put it at the end <laughs> of the videos. 
you can just uh, text that to me and I'll put it in the description. Sounds good. So yeah, if you need, if you would like to get a hold of us and uh, either suggest topics or leave some input or comments, uh, positive or negative feedback, whichever, you just read the description and there'll be an email address in there. Are you reading the email? Sorry? You can read the email then. Yeah, I, I would so, read them. Do yoga and penis won't work. <laughs> if that doesn't get him, I don't know what will. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Well, thanks, Tim. It's fun. Yeah, no, thanks to you as well. And thanks to anybody listening out there. Yeah, thanks for listening. We hope you have a, a good evening slash morning, afternoon. And I'll talk to you soon. Okay.